Mendocino County Remembered. Oral histories collected and published under the auspices of the Mendocino Historical Society for the American Bicentennial in 1976. Read by Linda Pack. Today, from Casper, the recollections of Claire Anderson, born 1902. My great-grandmother proved up on a timber claim. She'd lived on it six months, she had a cabin on it, she had a garden. And just before she got approved up, before she had her final, Jackson, the owner of the Casper Lumber Company, went down with a box of candy and said, Now, Mrs. Gibney, you sign me power of attorney so I can sign your name and I'll go over and get a deed for you. He had the papers, so she did that. Well, <clears throat> my grandfather, Peter Gibney, he thought about it. And he went down and he tried to get her to give him the power of attorney. He'd go over and get the deed for her. Oh, she said, Mr. Jackson, he's going to do it. So Jackson went over to Ukiah and told them that she'd abandoned the place and he preempted it for 50 cents on the dollar. You could do that. That's the way they got timber claims. That's the way the land was grabbed, and the companies were after the land, the timber claims, and they'd get people to go in and prove up on them, and then they'd buy them, or else, if they wouldn't sell, they'd run them off. The early Fort Bragg, it was kind of rough. Rock McMullen was the vice lord of Fort Bragg. He run the town, and C.R. Johnson just <laughs> left it to him. When C.R. Johnson came out to Ten Mile, old Bob Darr was a company gunman. And he worked there for the sawmill at Ten Mile. Well, C.R. bought into that company, and then, then he moved it to Fort Bragg. But when old Bob Darr was working there, and now this was before C.R. Johnson ever even come to the coast, my Uncle Phil also worked up there. Uncle Phil packed a knife. He was kind of mean. Old Bob Darr was afraid of him. See, old Bob Darr had put a redwood box in the spring where the men got their drinking water from for the bunkhouse, but the redwood sap spoiled the water for a while, so Uncle Phil tore it out, and then old Bob Darr made the threat he'd get him for it. Well, Uncle Phil was working at Newport. They had a railroad that went out to a chute, and they shipped their lumber on a boat. He was longshoring. He worked all day and all that night loading the boat, and just before breakfast, he come up to the hotel and got his breakfast, and then he went out and sat down in front of the saloon and went to sleep. Old Bob Dar was in the saloon, and people heard the shot, and Uncle Phil was dead, killed him, shot him in the back. Old Bob Dar was in the saloon, and a Winchester was in there, and a shell was shot, but he played drunk and said he didn't know what he did. He was a gunman for the company. There was no law and order, no constable, or anything. Well, Granddad Gibney, he hadn't heard from Uncle Phil in a long time, so a month or so later he went up to see him and he found out what had happened. Well, nothing he could do about it. Nobody would witness. If you bunked the company, you got bumped off too. Well, this old Bob Dar, he got to drinking in a saloon in Fort Bragg. And he draw a chalk line down the center and said, first son of a bitch that steps across that chalk line, I'll kill him. Packed a gun all the time. Well, Neil O'Neill was there. He was a great friend of Bob Dar, And Neil said, you wouldn't hurt me, Bob. And he stepped across, and Bob shot him right between the eyes. He got a year in San Quentin for that one. Company couldn't get him off. But he only got manslaughter. Ten years. 
He was paroled in a year. I remember all the hotels in Fort Bragg. The Golden West is the oldest one left. It was built by Gus West just after the 1906 earthquake. He was a native of Sweden. Old timer named Carmichael told me this story from the Golden West before automobiles, horse and buggy days. The street had just been graveled and some of the gravel was as big as your fist. They weren't too particular in them days. Carmichael started a fight in the barroom of the hotel and got thrown out into the street. And when he picked himself up, he took off his coat, put a couple of rocks in the pockets, went back into the barroom, he swung the coat around his head, and cleaned out the barroom. You've been listening to the recollections of Claire Anderson. To learn more about Mendocino's rich past, visit any of our county's many excellent museums, libraries, and historical societies. A full listing of Mendocino County Remembered episodes and selected audio archives can be found at lindapack.net. Mendocino County Remembered is produced by Mary Eigner and Linda Pack for KZYX and Z.